Welcome back to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by students in the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This week's episode features myself. Take a listen to a conversation McCade and I had last week. All right, everybody. Today we have associate professor Rocky Daly on the podcast, and Rocky is actually a big part of Coffee with Kojo. Of course, you hear him on the intros to each episode, and he does a lot of other things for the podcast as well. So, But today he is going to be stepping in as a guest, so we'll get ready to know a little bit more about Rocky. With the podcast in mind, do you have a favorite part about podcasts in general? Do you prefer to um, listen to them, or do you like kind of having a hand in um, creating them? Uh, I, you know, I, there's only a few podcasts I listen to regularly and actually haven't been as good of a, a listener lately. I don't just been busy with other things, but you know what, I, kind of the reason coffee with Kojo came about was I, you know, I started teaching when I started here, I was hired to, to teach and advise in our online grad program, mainly in, in teaching honors. And that's pretty much what I did for about five years. And then my background's broadcast journalism. That's my undergrad degree was actually here from in broadcast journalism. And just with some faculty vacancies, I kind of got back into the undergrad side of, of video and audio production. And what I noticed was um, the students were really interested and excited about the possibility of podcasting because they listened to a lot of them. So I, I was able to get some some better gear in our multimedia edit bays that allowed for that. And, and the response from the students was incredible. I mean, I, whenever you can get a student excited about something, um, that's, you should probably keep doing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of where coffee with Kojo started from is that, you know, I just saw that students were really interested in this format and as a school of communication and journalism, we should be doing something like this. So that's, that's kind of where it came from. Uh, you know, the Mark Maron's WTF podcast is kind of my favorite. And the format of Coffee with Kojo kind of follows that. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the voice, the intro voice for mm-hmm. Coffee with Kojo. You know, so all of our 10 listeners out there <laughs> who recognize my voice, that's, that's me. Um, this is him. So uh, that's kind of where I got the format from. And, you know, the, the other thing, too, is I really especially now actually with COVID, I think it's important for students to get to know their faculty a little better. And I saw this kind of as an opportunity too for our faculty within the school to talk a little bit about themselves. You know, my, uh, my only caveat with the faculty was they couldn't talk about their teaching or their research, which seems to be all that faculty ever want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to get to know them a little better. And so, you know, that's kind of, the origins of coffee with Kojo. And then this semester uh, starting to get more undergrads in, you know, you and B um, Beatrice Benson, who's not in the state anymore, still, still in the program, but moved away. Uh, we're the host to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working with our journalism club. Who's very interested in kind of jumping in and, and doing some episodes as well. So they got a whole list of alumni or people connected with the school or the college that, or the university um, that they're going to try to get a hold of. So I'm, I'm hoping it kind of grows some more legs this semester. Yeah. Like you mentioned, me and B did it all of last year and 
I think we kind of threw some faculty off because we had some pretty random questions <laughs> that they weren't exactly expecting. But I mean, that I don't know. I kind of like some of the answers that came about that way. Yeah, yeah. So. And there again, it's, you know, it's getting to know them a little better. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, some faculty love to talk about their research and teaching. Um, and some faculty, like myself, get kind of tired of talking about yeah. only that all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we go to conferences and talk about that. So Right. Well, I mean, especially in our setting, I mean, students, you know, that's most of the time that's all, that's how they get to know their professors and you know their other faculty and stuff so it's kind of nice to just know them on more of a another another level of themselves yep yeah, so. absolutely we put our pants on one leg at a time <laughs> just like everybody else just like everybody else <laughs> another question i have is i know okay we've talked about this before i think um but you built arcade games or video games or something uh, like that yes can you tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> actually started this a few years ago. I, I, I realized, you know, having been interviewed for other things, when they talk about what are your hobbies or what do you like to do when you're not at work? And I didn't have anything. Uh, you know, I didn't have any hobbies. Um, and it was something I was kind of interested in um, there with what I do is it's a raspberry pie, which is not an actual pie. Mm-hmm. It's a small like uh, computer. It's It's about a $20 little computer. It's not I mean, it's a little bigger than an iPhone. Um, okay. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it's you know, it's for basic programmers, and, and okay. there are a lot of hobbyists use it. Like there, there are projects out there where people have taken these and built. You know, they'll they've built jute boxes. I saw one place where they actually built um, a system where, I don't know where they were working. I wish I worked there, but <laughs> they had a keg. And they basically they built a system where the employees swipe their card in order to access the tap. Um, okay and the people have done like media systems for their homes they've done security systems and one of the things that people have done is an arcade cabinet because if you look at the games from back in the 80s and even even 90s through 2000s like the game systems the technology has gotten to the point where all that fits on a thumb drive so there are projects out there where people have built these cabinets these retro cabinets that look like an old 80s arcade cabinet but have literally thousands of games on them. Um, and so about three years ago, just one summer, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I've been thinking about this forever. So I built my first one then. That one's actually sitting in my basement right now. Uh, and since then, I've built a couple more. I actually have built one for Kojo, which was I had brought in, but unfortunately with COVID, oh, yeah. no one can use it. I, I was planning to set it up. We have a den here for those who haven't been here, a student den. And it actually says Kojo Arcade on it. And I it was done. It was built. I actually had it up in my lab here. And then I just ended up taking it home because I didn't have a space for it and no one can play it. So I've got I've got three of them now. And I need to stop <laughs> because <laughs> I'm running out of room in my garage. I actually have part I have parts for about two more, but I just don't have room for them right now. So yeah. I've actually I've yeah, I've I've kind of shifted from building arcade cabinets to uh, restoring old uh, 50cc scooters. Oh, sure, sure. Those are fun, too. You see them all over campus. Oh, yeah, I know. I wish I had one. I During my undergrad, I looked into getting one, but it ended up not ever happening. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that kind of came about, and, and we can talk about this now because this will air after. My oldest daughter will turn 15 this week. 
Okay. So actually, if this if this airs Friday, the day before. Oh sure. Um, fifteen. She actually just got a job, paying job, a week ago. Mm-hmm. She's in driver's ed now, and at some point, she's going to need a a conveyance <laughs> to get around. <laughs> and I actually, uh, a friend of mine up in Watertown had a. She's how old would it be? Seventeen year old little 49 cc scooter that was sitting in his garage that um i bought for 150 bucks from him and then i spent the last month rebuilding it and uh, you know getting all the mount there were mice nests in it i had to get those out oh no yeah maybe a good idea hewed some wires and uh got that going um so she's she'll get that for her birthday and then now that i started it kind of like the arcade cabinet thing now i've i've actually got another one on the line another one that isn't running (laughs) up by Sioux Falls that I'm dealing on. So, because yeah, so that, yeah, that's, that's that, kind of what I moved on to. <laughs> from arcade games to scooters. That, and I actually finally bought, I, my first vehicle was a motorcycle okay. when I was 14, just because I, again, similar to my daughter, I needed a way to get around and I grew up near Henry, South Dakota. So very rural area. So, you mm-hmm. know, there really wasn't, if I wanted to go somewhere, I either walked got a ride with somebody or I needed a vehicle. And it just so happened my dad, uh, my dad owned a sanitation business and I'm not sure exactly the details, but somebody owed him some money. And instead of paying him, they gave him a motorcycle. Really? It was a 1981 Suzuki GS 450L. Okay. And at the time it would have been about a four or five year old motorcycle. Oh, okay. So not old at all. Not at the time. You know, and again, we're going back to the mid eighties. <laughs> right. So he had it. I needed a vehicle that was mine. Well, I didn't know how to drive one. So my dad and I actually used that motorcycle and took the motorcycle safety course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my first vehicle. And then uh, I had that till about, oh, it would have been 2004, four or five. And it was just sitting in a shed when I lived in Virginia. I ended up giving it to a friend of mine. And I've always wanted a Harley, mm-hmm. you know, for no, you know, no other reason than they looked and sounded cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Uh, so I've, I actually bought one this August. Oh, nice. Oh, so just um, recently. Just recently. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would have rode it today, but the morning's getting a little cold. Yeah. The evenings are awesome. Um, oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. And, you know, my wife claimed it was a midlife crisis. And I told her, if you do the math, my midlife was about four years ago. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm over the midlife and, uh, and I've always wanted one. And I was going to wait a few years and a friend of mine commented, <laughs> made the point kind of uh, crudely that, well, you don't know what kind of shape you're going to be in in two years. Like, Oh no. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. I could be, I could be an invalid. So maybe I should get one while, oh, I, know no. I, can, while I know I can ride one. Yeah. I, so I've I kind suppose. of been tinkering with that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So what did you do in the in the winter months when you first got your motorcycle? Uh, well, when I first got, you know, I, I if I recall, you know, I, I drove it most of the summer, and then, okay. you know, I I drove it sometimes when I probably shouldn't have, just because that's all I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I drive it to football practice, um, and those mornings were cold too. If not, you know, I, for a while there, my, I have a sister who's a year and a half older than me, so she had a car, so she would give me rides mm-hmm. to school and back, and then had some older friends. It, it wasn't too much after that that I did get a car, but mm-hmm. 
it just happened to be, you know, at the time, if you wanted, if you want to drive, <laughs> this is this is what you <laughs> this got. This is what you got. Yeah. Yep. And it was fun. And you know, I had another, I had a couple friends in high school that had motorcycles too. So I kind of wanted to go back to the arcade game thing a little bit because I'm curious. Was it actually like a full sized arcade game thing with, and you can actually oh. play it or? You haven't seen it, have you? No, I, I haven't oh, seen it. Because I brought it to the internship fair last spring. So it's the the ones I've made, actually, one of the ones I've made so far is actually full size. It's actually okay. probably a little taller than it should be. So it's, but the other ones are, are more like you'd sit them on a bar or on a, on a table. Okay. So it's just the controllers and the screen. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I do have one, and it's actually in my dad's garage in Watertown. That's a full size one um, that I that I haven't finished yet. I put mm-hmm. it there basically because I didn't have any room. Yeah, <laughs> in my garage for it. But no, there. You know, and the thing again, that computer is so small, and monitors are so thin that you can you can make tiny ones. I mean, I've seen people that have basically put them in like a cigar box. Oh, really? And then and then just have a line out that you plug it into your TV. Okay. Or monitor play it that way. I mean, I, I never got an Atari. Like, so when I was a kid, the Atari 2600, I think it was 2600 was out and was the big thing. And literally every, every friend of mine had one except me because my parents thought it was a waste of money, thought I should get something more educational. And I, I'm a college professor, so maybe that paid <laughs> off in the long run. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, Thank them you know, and that. then of course, you know, you'd go to the local hangout and there would be Pac-Man and, you know, Mortal Kombat, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always begging people for quarters. That's that's kind of, you know, when you grow up <laughs> trying to fulfill my childhood fantasies of having <laughs> every single arcade game ever yeah. made, and, and I kind of do, so. Well, there you go. Yeah, because I know my mom actually has one. I didn't build it by any means. She just bought it from some other guy that had it. But mm-hmm. it's like, a, it's small, but it's not as small as, you know, fitting it in a cigar box. Right. But it, I mean, you set two little chairs up on each side and then it's got like a, like a glass or plastic top or something. And then it's just this big screen on like a table thing. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen anything like that before. I always just always pictured the full on, you stand in front of it, you know, this big giant box thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, but it's got like hundreds of games on it. So yeah. And we've got kids in the family, and I mean, even today with their iPads and all that stuff, they're fascinated by these old-time, like, well, Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. What I like about it is, you know, and we have an Xbox at my house we bought a few years ago, mm-hmm. and the video games got so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was a kid, it was a joystick and two buttons, and you had three lives, and you were done. Yep. Well, Simple. You know, I when I got my the Xbox a few years ago, I got uh, the Madden football game. And I could not, I mean, there's like 12 buttons on the controller and, you know, you can, you can change plays and call audibles. And I was just getting sacked every time. <laughs> it's like, this is not fun. Yeah. This is not like tech mobile. Like when I was in college. <laughs> it's almost um, like too realistic. Well, too, well, yeah. And you, you know, I don't play it enough. I mean, cause mm-hmm. I have a job and, and a family. Sure. Yeah. But so many buttons on there, it's just not fun. I, I mean, I even, what we ended up doing was they have those Lego games. Like they have Lego Star Wars, they have Lego Avengers. Mm-hmm. And me and my daughter would play those because they're pretty straightforward. But even those, you know, would get them for 
Christmas and play it for two days, and we're like 17% through the game. Oh, like, is this game ever going to end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some kind of closure here would be nice. Yeah, no, some sort of end in sight eventually. Right, right. So I can get on with, you know, feel fulfilled and get on with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I had a room, my roommate in undergrad was a big gamer, and when he got a new game, it was, he had to, he had to finish it before, you know, moving on. See, and like when I was in college, it was, they had moved on to the Nintendo. And so, which one? Like the, the NES. So, okay. the, so I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I think they just called it the Nintendo Entertainment System, the little okay. square, the rectangle shaped box. Oh, okay. Which they actually make a mini now that's about half the size that, again, has like 80 games on it. Yeah. My roommate had that, and like every other guy on the floor had that, and they would, Again, going back to Tech Mobile, which is basically football, mm-hmm. they would play that through the Super Bowl. I mean, I'd go to class, come back, and they're still sitting there playing the game. Thing. Yeah, you know, and that was we're going back thirty years now. Mm-hmm. So another thing I wanted to ask was, so um, I'm pretty sure most people, students, colleagues, you know, know about um, the I don't know what you call it, the cartoon of yourself that you've made. Oh, the avatar. Like a, yeah, the avatar. <laughs> I always want to call it like a homemade bitmoji or something, but um, your avatar. What? Okay, so what? What are? What's everything that you've made with that, and how did it? How'd that start? Um. So that started on my syllabus. So I actually saw there was an article. I think it was through Dig, or there was an artist out there who actually did interpretations of himself in the style of different cartoons. So did like a Simpson style him, like a family guy and did a, you know, a peanuts, Charlie Brown one. And I thought that was kind of cool. And, you know, Charlie Brown, and I have a lot in common, yeah. especially <laughs> with our follicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's older than me technically, but, uh, Oh yeah. I suppose. So, and I, and I've always been fairly good at drawing. I mean, I, I used to draw peanuts characters when I was a kid all the time peanuts characters and spider-man um so i thought that was kind of cool so i i doodled a little bit and and basically came up with myself if i was you know in the peanuts cartoon what would i look like which is a little more flattering than what i actually look like (laughs) um i well i mean it's accurate i mean i and and so i I made that and then just for fun i kind of put it on my syllabi Mm -hmm. um and then, you know, I had students were commenting on it and asked me, kind of like, you know, where, where'd you get it? Where'd that come from? And started asking me if I had stickers or anything of it, which I didn't. Um, not realizing, you know, if you look at a student's, what, uh, water bottle or their laptop case, it's just plastered with stickers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started looking into stickers for it. And I found this website where I could get them. I think initially I got 50 of them. There was a deal. I got 50 of them for like $19 or something. And they become very, they became very popular. In fact, the, the semester I got them in my class, I gave students the option. So we, we had a, oh, kind of like a, a Kahoot quiz type thing in teams. And I gave the winning team the option that they could either take the final early because the final was the last hour of the last day of finals. Ooh. Nobody likes. Yeah, I know. Or they could have one of my stickers and they all went for the stickers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> some of it, I mean, some of them said, you know, they had other finals anyway that day, so they're going to be there, so they're going oh, sure. to have the sticker. And then once other students started seeing them, you know, I had a few students stop by my door and say, can I have a sticker? And, and then I went to, uh, so I teach in the Honors College, the last uh, National Collegiate Honors 
conference I went to, they, uh, they do an exchange where you bring things and, uh, you know, from your university and exchange them with people from other ones. So I had actually, uh, the site I go through every week has a deal and I'm kind of a sucker for the deal, sure. which is why I have different iterations of them. <laughs> At this certain point, they actually had little round pins. So I had a bunch of pins oh, made. Okay. So, so honor students were having those. And then basically, again, every time they had a deal on some different type of media, I went for it. Then I actually ended up um, winning. So they have a follow this, this place on Twitter. And I won 50 coasters, like drink coasters. With the avatar yeah. on it? So I, okay. have, I have some some drink coasters with my face on it. <laughs> I've got, let me grab my bag because I have a bunch. Actually, I think I have them in my drawer here. So here, I mean, that's, of course, people can't see it. <laughs> uh, we could always describe. <laughs> well, just stop by my office and look, it's on my door. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. So I started with the three-inch stickers, which are just the outline of it with my um, social media at daily doc on it. Mm -hmm. Then there was a deal for magnets. So I have magnets of it. Um, then I have holographic ones, which are just kind of shiny, then smaller ones. And then this one was going to be my, my 2021 version, which I don't know if you have. Oh, huh. which is kind of an Andy Warhol take of, of it. Uh -huh. But you know, with COVID, I haven't been able to hand those out. Right. What else do I have? Oh, the other thing. Oh, charms. So little things that hang on your oh, <laughs> so it's like a yeah, it's like a an acrylic version of it with a hole in the top you can put on your keychain. Yeah. But then the only problem with those, what's happened to me and a friend of mine is they're kind of fragile, so you end up just walking around with like my severed head. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. On your backpack. Oh, oh, here's the coaster. Okay, perfect. Oh and yeah, and there's the pins, and then I think there's some acrylic ones and this all comes from the same website yeah i'm yeah. i don't get paid by them so i'm not going to mention their yeah. name but <laughs> sure. there's lots of places that'll do it yeah and i've kind of i almost well i've i've stopped i realized <laughs> i'm getting yeah this is people this people think i'm self-absorbed oh no oh, because no, i have because... all these different versions of myself <laughs> um around. not that i I care, but it's also, it's like, well, it's, it's time to stop. Sure. Try to if, get it down to one. And I didn't, I didn't realize that you had sketched that yourself. I didn't know that that was your own drawing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, I used to, I drew, I drew a lot when I was a kid and I mm -hmm. used to draw a lot of, of, uh, peanuts characters. I used to draw Snoopy all the time. Okay. And there's not, I mean, there's not really much to it. You know, I just added the beard with the gray mm -hmm. in it and the, and the glasses and actually, I got new glasses this spring, and I made sure the glasses I got matched my avatar because I don't have to change. I don't have to change all my all my stuff to match new glasses. So my glasses that I have now are actually even a better fit with what my avatar you had before. Has on it. And I imagine at some point, obviously, that that beard will just get grayer and grayer, and eventually be white. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that kind of where that came from. Nice, very interesting. Thanks, Rocky. Yeah, no problem. Good talking to you. All right. Yeah, you too. Our next podcast will be available on October 9th and feature more interviews with friends and supporters of the School of Communication and Journalism. This podcast is a property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. 
Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.